Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person or child is. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning to all the truth seekers out there. We have a returning special guest on the line with us this morning, Shadon Reynolds. Thank you, Queen, for being with us. Uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you getting on here this morning. I guess we'll get, we're going to get into your story as we get into this morning's discussion question, Black women, how can we empower them? I think you are the perfect queen for this particular discussion question, if you will. But thank you for being with us this morning. Say hello to the truth seekers. Give a little bit of your background, and we'll get started with this morning's show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for always being so supportive of all the narratives and um, desires and dreams that I have for our people and our community. You're definitely one of the first people that I reach out to when I'm trying to figure out what can we do, what can we do, Um, and you're always there to help lend your platform and your support. So I appreciate you, King, for that. And um, for those who are not familiar, my name is Sherdon Reynolds. I'm the CEO of She Prints It. We're a promotional products and branding agency that operates via the print industry. And uh, we do a ton of different things, but our heart and soul is committed to supporting women in business, particularly women of color. And so most of our drives and initiatives pull us back to that space of empowering our community and creating opportunities for young girls to grow up and see people who look like them in positions of power and greatness. Um, So that's always the mission. That's always the end goal, no matter what aspect of business it is with me. Um, So I'm just honored to be here to share um, this next venture in which we're looking to empower black women. 
No, absolutely. And you know I'm absolutely going to support you. Just just the same you've been just a supportive of the Mental Dialogue platform, particularly here in the Atlanta area. Obviously, COVID-19 doesn't have a lot of boots on the ground, but we're moving online. We obviously have the show, and we've done a, uh, our first online event last month. We just By the way, we will have another one next Friday if, you, if you're filling up for it. Um, but, Queen, I definitely appreciate you being here. And to highlight for anybody out there listening, again, there is a another initiative by this queen. Some of you longtime listeners have quite often heard us bring Shadon on to support some of her initiatives, or as she always doing, supporting other initiatives that we, we should make known to the community because she does, uh, as a budding business owner, successful business owner, if you will, growing business owner, she keeps her, you know, ear to the streets of what's going on out there and is always trying to help people along the way. Um, Obviously, quite often, many of us are challenged to kind of get to a place and, and then reach back. Uh, she seems to keep doing it along the way. We'll get more into um, your initiative, if you will, uh, Shadam. But just to get into this morning's discussion question, I want to kind of just go broad-based and then bring it full circle back to, um, in a sense, your role in trying to if you, if you will, empower black women and myself as a, you know, an African-American man, again, trying to be supportive of that initiative. Uh, you and I both know, as you mentioned the word narrative, there are a lot of narratives out there in a sense of, uh, in a sense, does our community come together and in particularly black men and black women, if you will. And so when I term this morning discussion question, black women, how can we empower them? Can you just let me know before we go to our first initial break, uh, what was kind of the first thoughts that came to mind, your initiative aside, if you will? You know, um, in all sincerity, my answer now is totally different than probably what it would have been a few days ago. Um, But just kind of a quick preload to my answer yeah, I've gotten really sick lately, um, and, you know, I'm really, I really was like, I'm not going to miss this no matter what, right? And so I'm mustering all my energy to be a part of this. And But in going through this process, I realized and just talking to some other women and looking at the village that is supporting me through this process is that what, what I think black women need truly is the permission to rest. And I don't know if you want me to elaborate on that right now or later. No, you, but I, that, that's no, no go ahead and go ahead and jump into it. We got a few minutes now. Now we got a few minutes. We got a few minutes. You can start. We'll go. We got about a few minutes before the break. So um, that's an interesting opening. I love it. I, I have a possible concept of where you're going, but I'll let you go ahead and start to elaborate, and we'll just keep, yeah, keep sure, that going absolutely. after the break as well. Um, yeah, I think that. Um, as women of color and black women specifically, and we've had this conversation before, is that we've always been in the forefront of every fight and every movement, and we've also been expected to be the reason why our husband stays with us, the reason why the kids are happy, the reason why the community is safe. You know, it's like we're the answer for everything, and there's never really any leeway to that. And um, because we know how much stress that we're taking in, it's rare that we even share what we're going through, especially not with another black woman, because we don't want to add our load to her load, um, because we know on the back end and everybody else, I was talking to my cousin earlier, and she talked about the whole black mama syndrome. And so, so many black men have been raised by these 
quote-unquote strong black mamas who have always made a way for them, right? She always figured out how to pay for him to go to his sporting events and participate in whatever it is he desires so he can achieve his goals. And so no one ever really peeled back the layers of how much that took for her to do it, how much stress, lack of sleep, lack of, um, you know, just self-care, right? Mm -hmm. And the second that you say, I just want to kind of just take a day for myself, you have the weight of the world almost uh, in subliminal messaging, not necessarily directly telling you, well, you need to get up because your kids need this and your husband needs this and your your customers are like, if you're a business owner, I still need this and I still need that. And I know and, and I, I need you to be superwoman, which leads us to this black girl magic. Now we are magical. Now there's really no room for us to rest because now the world thinks we magic. <laughs> um, and so, like, just for me, I, I really just want want to call for I wish that we could just call for we have these blackout dates and, you know, all these things, but it, we just need a national day of rest for black women where the world will still turn, just so you all can see, the world will still turn and function or you have the ability to hold these things down in our absence because black women are dying faster than any other group of people from heart attacks and heart disease, and all of that I I truly believe is starting from stress and lack of rest. Uh, those are strong thoughts, Rex. Let's go to this first initial break, and we'll continue to peel back black women. How can we empower them? For those out there listening, we definitely want to get your three cents on this morning's discussion. So we'll open up the phone lines when we come back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com, 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com. Com. Call them at 404-465-4348. 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, black women, how can we empower them? Special guest, your Don Reynolds, CEO of She Prints It. Queen is with us again. Thank you for being with us. Uh, she's battling, battling sickness to be with us this morning, so I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Uh, you know, I offered to try to pull this thing off without you, but as you said, you needed to be here as the show goes on. People will find out why you felt compelled to be here, um, but you said something as far as answering this morning's discussion question, in your opinion, what you thought, you know, what was one of the main ways that we could empower our queens and it was permission to rest. Uh, I, I, I love the thought. Um, I definitely can recall my my mother, in a sense, having to, in a sense, if you will, handle it all. Um, you know, in a sense, it was just me and her, if you will. Uh, but, yeah, she was the go-to for everything. Uh, when you uh, mentioned the idea of a national day of rest, um, sounds like a great idea to me, just from the standpoint, maybe to put that reminder out there uh, for family. Um, that, hey, mama needs to rest too. Uh, I think that's, what, in a sense, what it would serve. However, and I'm not really meaning however, but just want to ask you this, done the, the standpoint of quite often, I would assume, and you can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I would assume for our queens out there who, in a sense, are balancing and handling everything to a certain extent, the idea of not resting, as you kind of mentioned you, to a certain extent, you take it on yourself. That's not to blame. It's just that 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 reality mm-hmm. quite often is if I miss something, this person who is depending on me may miss out or may not get what they need or and I and I gotta be there. So if you could just even get into wh- how overwhelming is it when it for some women it ends up being their absolute reality, whereas every now and then I remember with my grandma, we would say, grandma, sit down, and out of habit, she might not, right? Out of habit, she might mm-hmm. not. But there are some women that it ain't even got nothing to do with the habit. That's their unfortunate reality. Any thoughts about that queen who's throwing it out there? Any thoughts about that? Absolutely. So I think that we can't live in a society that we tell people that they can do and be anything that they desire to be, and then also followed that with, but I understand that you can't rest, right? Um, So we got to pick and choose which side of the fence we're going to be on with that. And if we're going to say that you can do and be anything that you desire at any point in life, we also have to include that you can take time for yourself, that you can rest, that you can focus on you, that you are worthy, right? Because all of that is about the self-esteem, the self-grooming, the self-worthiness that women need to experience and have the freedom to experience and and figure out, right? I think for women, and particularly black women, so much of who we are and what each aspect of us developing into ourselves is, is is predefined, right? Um, And what that means to me is that when you're a little girl and you get a doll and if you want to take all her clothes off and bang her up against the wall, some woman in your family is going to stop you immediately. And she's going to immediately tell you what it means to have a doll and what you should do and what that looks like and how you should treat it 
and all of these things, right? So at two, three years old, you you don't even get the chance to just kind of explore what that looks like for you. Um, what What is just having fun, it automatically goes into the space of responsibility and care and nurture for something else or someone else, to which that doesn't happen to boys. Or if you now I can tell the, I can to, tell the arm off my little joint. I can tell the arm off my yeah, little man. Yeah, you can destroy it. You can destroy your man, and and, and, get, and what does it cost? Now, only now, if it costs a little bit, I might get a whooping for that one now, if it costs a little bit. Now but you, if it's a cheap one, may. I can tell the arm <laughs> You can tear it off. You can take your trucks. You can bang them together until they are destroyed. And if somebody tell you don't do it, daddy going to jump in and say, well, that's what boys do, right? So, But nobody jumps in to defend the girl's right to create. Maybe she wants to cut the shirt up. And and sew it back together and become a fashion designer. We don't know what her intentions were, or maybe she's just having fun because it's not that serious. She's two, she's three, she's four, right? So it, to me, it's like it starts there, or just being a tomboy, right? To which I feel like kids don't have the freedom to do anymore because the second that you want to, you know, dress in baggy clothes or play all the sports or whatever, it's like automatically puts you in the sexual preference category. And, and and it just carries on. It's always like, okay, now that you're this age, you got to do this. You got to watch your brothers. Your sisters. You got to take care of this. You got to watch what you say. You can't, you can't do this around boys because that's going to make boys want to have sex with you. You can't say this because that's going to make them want to do something. Like they have no control over their own minds. So now we have to do everything to ensure that they don't make a mistake that everybody else doesn't do anything wrong. And so the weight of that, your entire life being centered around doing things a certain way, responding a certain way, behaving a certain way to make sure that other people don't have to be responsible for their actions, that's overwhelming. And so at some point we have to break the cycle. And so to your point where there's mothers that feel like, they absolutely can't. Sometimes things have to hit the floor, right? I, I feel like even me being sick was kind of my time to hit the floor so that I can hit my head on the wall and realize you can't do everything. Um, and so sometimes we have to go through that. And those moms, guess what? Long enough that mama don't show up on Saturday morning to cook that breakfast for those kids, guess who's going to learn how to cook breakfast? Them kids. We'll make a way. You'll make a way. We're, as humans, we're resourceful, and we figure out how to survive. So the problem is not the kids being okay with figuring it out. The problem then becomes her mother, her grandmother, her aunt, her uncle telling her she's a bad mom because she took some time to sleep in. That's what we have to stop because it's not the young people who are the problem. It's the adults that then um, almost indoctrinate this mindset into kids, and then those kids become adults, and then they do it to the next generation, and it's just a vicious cycle that we have to break. Yeah, that's telling for me, if you will, Queen. And for anybody out there listening, i got a couple of callers on the line. If y'all do want to get in this morning's discussion, please press 1, and we'll get you on this morning's discussion. Black women, how can we empower them? If you're on the line, online, I'm sorry, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 
1691. Please press one to let us know we want you want to speak. Uh, matter of fact, we do have a caller that wants to get in. Let's see what they have. Hello, everyone. area code seven seven zero. Yep, if you will, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hello, my area code is 678. I am Keisha Kennedy, also known as Austin Shropshire, and I'm in the Jonesboro area. Oh, thanks for calling in, Queen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember meeting you, absolutely. Thank you for calling in. And what you got this morning on black women, how can we empower them? Any suggestions, any thoughts? Uh, go ahead, Queen. Thank you for calling in. Um, First, I would like to say I do agree with the host today in regards to not getting a break. Um, You can have family members call you from a hospital bed, and I've had that happen, to ask questions about where is this or where is that, how to handle this, how to handle that, and it never, ever really stops. And it is a um, catch-22 because when you do want to take a break, and someone else is handling it that may not necessarily know how to handle it, it's like you're doing double work. So you kind of get stressed out on that end as well. Mm-hmm. And the next thing that I want to say is that a lot of things do begin um, in early childhood where, let's just say, um, you don't necessarily – feel the support of family members. So sometimes it starts early on where your father's side of the family or your mother's side of the family, whoever, you know, the opposite of where you stay doesn't come in and support and and be there for you for graduations or um, just any important event in your life. And I think it starts early so you kind of get used to not having the support or the help or the cheerleader, so to speak, and you kind of get used to it. Now, those are strong thoughts. Um, Shadon, any thoughts um, in reference to what our caller is speaking to? No, I I think we're in agreement. I would just offer um, the suggestion and what Montoya said earlier is that um, some of that is on us as women, and I agree because we have to break that mentality for ourselves. And so when you mentioned you know, we ask them to do things and they don't know how to do them. We need to get into the habit of teaching people how to do things in the moment, right? Like Mm -hmm. teach your kids where your things are and how to handle Mm -hmm. your paperwork or how to operate things in your business or whatever that is, you know, your spouse or a close family friend. Just always make sure that somebody else can handle it because, there may be a day where you just need to take off, and it shouldn't have to be because you're sick or don't feel well or something like that. You may just want to go get your nails done or your hair done or take a vacation day, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, you need to be secure in knowing that someone else can take care of things in your absence. But that that does become our responsibility if there's structural or operational things. Um, we need to make sure that other people know how to do them. Mm-hmm. I and I like those words, um, Shadon, when you say structural and operational, because here's what's popping in my mind. Uh, whether we like it or not, the mother has a often, not every family, but in general speaking, when you think of family, 
it is like running a business in a sense, right? With all the different things, moving parts and things that y'all have to handle. And, and I hate to hear, as you said, Queen, that even on the hospital bed, in the hospital bed, you're still having people, you know, thinking, I don't know what to do. So I got to call her, even though she's in the, in the hospital. Sounds crazy, but you're not the first I've ever heard to say that. And so great suggestions you done because the reality is in Shadon being a business owner and myself being a business owner, but I was just me. So I don't have to worry about this at, at this point. Definitely want to bring people on in the future, but the reality of a bigger business or a business with employees, that's part of the process is having people up to speed. So you don't have to do everything. And I'm not saying this is an easy fix, but I agree with Shadon if you are overwhelmed or you're a mother that's out there overwhelmed, please try to do it, as Shadon said, prior to getting sick. Because at that point, you're trying to help someone who can't do it. Or or, like, or I've seen mothers do this. I definitely watched this with even sisters I've dated where they may have a teacher child for this is a small example. Teach them how to wash the dishes, but because they don't do it right, they just like, let me just do it instead of making that mm-hmm. child do it correctly. Again, that's a small thing, but I hate when I mm-hmm. see women get overwhelmed because of small things like that. That's not all women, but I definitely have seen even small examples of it such as that. But um, thank you, Queen, for your three cents. I'll give you one last thought before we let you go. Um, also, I would like to say, in regards to empowering black women, I think even though we say that to one another as women, we don't necessarily all support one another um, mm-hmm. as we often speak. We we preach it all the time, and then we hold other people accountable, but we don't necessarily do the same things that we talk about as well. That's my last three cents on it. Oh no, I love it. Um, Shadon, any thoughts about um, that thought as well? I, I, I think you've been on both ends of that. If I'm fa- if I'm fair, if I'm being fair to you, just based on how I know you, but any thoughts on her mentioning that we don't always live up to what we speak, if you will? No, absolutely. I I I, I agree with that. I think, um, and, and to your point, I'm on both sides to the extent of I like to believe. I like to focus on what I deem to be uh, the majority and not the minority, because I believe that minorities is just noisy, right? Meaning um, negativity is noisy. It's fewer people not doing right, but it just seems so loud that it overshadows the room. Um, Because I've had so many queens support me in this last um, few days that I've been really, really sick um, that I would have never thought would it just wouldn't even have crossed my mind to reach out to these particular women that have reached out to me. So I know that we are our sister's keeper, but there, I do also know that there's a lot of times that people say it just because what they're trying to say is that I want you to come support me. And they're Mm -hmm. not doing, you know, you have to be what you want, right? So you can't ask people to support you and you're not supporting others, that's why even with our grant, one of our questions was that you had to let us know what have you done to support another woman in business in the last 12 months, and how intentional are you with that? Because we don't want to hand you money when we know that you're just going to hand it back to any old Tom, Dick, and Harry and not try to um, flourish within your own community of sisterhood, you know? 
So that there is an opportunity there, but it also, I think, forces us to really sit with ourselves and have a deep inner conversation to figure out why don't I support other women? Because you have a surface answer that you've already decided that was the right answer to tell people, but you have to sit within yourself and say, why, why won't I support these initiatives? Um, just quickly, the last show we did, which wasn't about this specifically, but it was about crowdfunding, and the more we talked to that queen, I don't know if you remember Montoya, the more she realized that she won't invest in a crowdfunding for a black business because mm. she don't trust herself with money. So because she doesn't trust herself, she can't trust that the people she's giving the money to is going to do right. See, that's, that's a her problem that she was reflecting onto others. So my ask is that as women and any woman that is listening into this show, sit with yourself and figure out why is it that your first thought is that there's something negative or you want to pass judgment or whatever that unpleasant reaction comes response that your body gets when you see a woman asking for your support. Why do you do that? And, and, and really dive into it because not until we deal with ourselves as individuals can we be better for the community. Now, I love it. Um, a lot of thoughts are popping into my mind in reference to that, as you say, sit with yourself. And I think we can talk about it as a collective to a certain extent. Uh, as you said, that negativity is loud. And the reality is negativity can be loud for ourselves. Like we may have mm-hmm. several good experiences, but the negative experience stand out because of how it makes you feel, right? And so sometimes mm-hmm. we're guilty of that and still and, and continuing to apply it in, in the sense of we're not supportive of, or, or nobody supported me. Or like you said, it's a one-sided ask. And because you are unaware of your one-sided ask, you're looking, sitting around saying nobody's supporting me either. Um, but we'll get into that mm-hmm. when we come out of this break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Taylor Pace, Little Mama, go look that up on all streaming music platforms. I definitely appreciate the sponsorship from Square Business Entertainment giving you that, as I say, real R&B, which is missing from today's music, in my opinion. Uh, Still being a huge music lover, just love what they're doing with that record label, Square Business Entertainment. Go find them. You will 
be pleased. Back to this morning's discussion question. Black women, how can we empower them? Our special guest, Shadon Reynolds, is fighting through her sickness to be here today with us. And we've had her on many times, but she just um, mentioned um, her, her grant, My Sister's Keeper. We're going to get into the details of that in a few minutes, but to continue peeling back, as you suggest, uh, should have done that idea of sitting with 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 oneself, if you will, uh, and, and the caller brought up a great idea that often we we say it and, and often we may say these things, uh, verbalize them, but maybe sometimes some of us fail to act on it. Whereas I agree with you, without realizing it in general, as you just said, this week you even found sisters that you didn't expect to help you, and so in a sense, quite often. We are supportive of one another more than we sometimes realize collectively, right? Uh, and, and there's plenty of examples of those. But our individual, and again, we're just this, humans are just this way, right? We tend to remember mm-hmm. the negative moments. Uh, but what I what I will what I will talk want to get into, and just let's, let's if we will, let's peel this thing back before we get into the initiative, is the idea of opinion doing the mental dialogue platform, which is committed to creating a virtual neighborhood where, and, and the, the mission says where African Americans learn to trade ideas, services, and products. And so the idea, this is the mission of this platform where they learn. So this mission wasn't our original mission. We, uh, mission, we had a vision and this became our mission. And the concept for me in trying to open up a platform where we dialogued about issues that were important to us the ultimate goal was just that people would make relationships and do business with each other. That does happen very much so on the platform, but the concept of learning, what I found, should uh, before I had this as a particular mission, what I found when I was first starting in the barbershops and now we're in, you know, Urban Ground, the Black-owned coffee shop doing our events once we come out of COVID. But what I found all the years prior to getting into the coffee shop was I realized even somebody like myself who tends to be very given, but I realized synergy was a word I didn't think a lot of people I interacted with in our community understood. They didn't understand Mm -hmm. the very thing that you pointed out when you said you must be what you want because that's what synergy alludes to. Mm -hmm. And so I would quite often see others with, yeah, with, you know, maybe not, I'm doing, I'm doing, I got this angle. I would see somebody else with the angle and I would always go say, Hey, let's collaborate because in my mind, synergy makes us both better. And quite often it would be in a sense, the other person looking at what am I getting out of it? And that's all that they're looking at. So they would miss Mm -hmm. what we both could get by doing it together because Entrepreneurship specifically is hard for those who, again, this is not all we're talking about, but for those who want to be Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, I kind of get it. It's so hard Mm -hmm. that you get focused on where's my return on investment to the extent that you have a business that you get so caught up on your return that Mm -hmm. people forget you got to give some to get some. And so synergy is definitely something that I do think we could press and learn. And I love with your initiative, let's get into it with your initiative. I'm not surprised because I know who you are, that that was part of your requirement. Like I didn't know that, but when you tell me that I'm like, okay, that's social done. That's part of the requirement. (laughs) So if you will, let's talk about 
my sister's keeper, which is what made you fight through your own sickness to ensure that you would be here. Because I, I told you I would try to carry this show on without you knowing that you needed some rest, if you will, Queen. But go ahead and let's talk about it and help people understand, you know, one, why you here, why why you are here, and how much you are wanting to empower other women with my sister's keeper. Go ahead, Queen. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's so much greatness that's, that you just shared and so much I want to um, dive into with that. But um, at the end of the day, I think synergy is the right word. And so, um, and then, uh, again, also back to being what it is that you need. And for me, um, running a business is very hard. It, it's it's just very hard. And, and I think very hard is um, – a really light description. <laughs> I agree. Um, so yeah. uh, like I, most people I, put it, I, I was trying to be light because, but most people say business is war, and I think that's a fair concept. But go ahead. I mean, just to even just mm-hmm. give it re- the real context, business is war, and be, and that's how you can get caught in your war and not bring on allies, not not or not know how to properly bring on allies is probably the better way to put that. Go ahead. Absolutely. But I, w- I would say in, in using the analogy that business is war is that um, using the analogy that business is war, war requires soldiers and generals and different leaders to help make sure that you execute this war successfully. Well, when you think about in business, women in general usually start their business with 50% less capital than men. And so then when you consider the factors of women of color and you think about the term bootstrapping, bootstrapping simply means that all you have are your boots and you're just strapping them up little by little, but you're doing it all by yourself. So now imagine going to war by yourself, no soldiers, no support of the, you know, army generals, no weaponry, you know, maybe just a little handgun that you already had and some and some bullets that you were able to pay for, but you don't have any government funding for this war, right? That's That's what it's like to be an entrepreneur as a black woman, right? It takes it to a whole nother level because, again, going back to the earlier discussion, we have been taught to believe that we can do and be everything. So typically when a man starts a business, he automatically says to himself, yo, I need somebody to help me with this admin. I'm going to have to have somebody to help me with this, these things that it doesn't even cross your mind to try to learn how to do because you're like, I, I don't do all these things. A woman thinks, oh, well, I can answer the phones and I can do the emails and I can also do the production, and I can also do all of these things until Con- the I can afford conditioning from a ch- as from a you, that same conditioning you were talking about. Wow, wow. Absolutely. Go ahead, go. Oh, go ahead, Queen. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's just yeah, it's just connect, no, just no, connecting no. the dots for me. Absolutely, absolutely. And so you think about that when you, men go into business seeking out these things that are essential. They don't view it as help or handout because they know it's essential for the success of their business. Women want to, we go into most of the time wanting to and or having, feeling like we have to do it by ourselves, right? So, so then we burn ourselves out and now we're trying to see if somebody can help us and now we're willing to take any help 
You know, it's not even, so we don't even get quality help. So, and there's so, and there's so much. And it's like, if only we had a few more dollars, right? And I know money isn't everything, but money is a lot of things in business because there is a tuition to business, just like there's a tuition to college and everything else, right? Um, so, nevertheless, in operating with that premise, I understand directly that women need the support of other women. And as I was out here applying for these grants and, and loans and support during the COVID and getting a denial letter after denial letter after denial letter, for me it just made me realize that I can't – big government, big organizations and big banks have never – They that's not who got me where I'm at today. It's been – the everyday person, the majority, right? We get so caught up in the minority. That, and to me, the minority is the big banks and the, and the um, one percenters and the celebrities, right? We're looking for them to tell us what to do. But it's more of us than it is of them. So I thought, well, here's what I know I can do no matter what. I can make shirts. So if I take that ability and mix that with supporting some other women who need the same thing. I need just a hand up, not a hand out, a hand up. Then, and if we can continue to do this and we can get other like-minded people to rally around us, I'm not trying to change the hearts and minds of anyone. If you don't see the value in supporting, I'm not trying to force you, but I am trying to reach those who already know the value that they bring to the community by simply just investing, and in this case, by simply buying a T-shirt. And so, nevertheless, the initiative allows me to support, and this go around 13 women-owned businesses because this is not a COVID grant, right? This is a grant for black women that I plan to continue on for decades um, if the community allows because it will take the support of the community. And so we selected 13 black women-owned businesses, and not just, you know, with all due respect, it's not just the stereotypical positions that you think that women should be in, selling hair or nails or things like that, but we have a variety. There's a women-owned electrical company. There's a writer. Wow. There's, um, of course, a uh, uh, waterless Medi uh, Pedi and Spa. Um, there's um, Seed to Shirt, which you're familiar with, the first black woman owned manufacturing of uh, a, a blank t shirts company. Um, so we're really, we're really trying to show you that you say we magic and we know we are all of that plus some, but we need you to empower us and uplift us. We can't keep wearing every hat by ourselves. And so my hope is that in My Sister's Keeper that women and men will be able to say, I am my sister's keeper. And not just black women and men, all women and men, because all women and men of America have benefited from black women. So it's your time to give back. And um, so you purchase a T-shirt or a tank top, they're $25, 15 of those dollars go into a, a pool. Um, you can either select 
a specific business, if there's a specific business that you want to support, you'll see a list and it'll go straight to that particular person. Or you can just select My Sister's Keeper's Grant and it'll go into the grant pot. We also have a donation button where you can just select to donate a monetary amount. You can buy as many shirts as you want for as many people as you want, as often as you want. <laughs> There's no limits on that. You can donate as much as you want. But our goal is to be able to award each of these women at least five thousand. Excuse me, five hundred dollars. The first go around. My long-term goal is to reach a point of five thousand dollars, and we plan to do this every quarter with a new set of uh, black women-owned businesses. Ten, never exceeding fifteen, because we want to raise as much as we can, so we can give as much as we can. Um, so the registration is always open on the website. When you go to sheprinted.com, you go under the menu box, you'll see Sisters Keeper. You can The first thing you'll see is the donation button, because <laughs> we want to get straight to the point. But right underneath that, you can read all about my why, um, which is a little bit more than I just explained. Um, you'll see the products down there, and we're going to start to give you a listing of each woman and how many shirts that have been purchased on their behalf specifically, as well as the total amount that has been earned by the grant. There is no profits for She Printed at all in this effort, guys. It only covers the cost of the materials, the cost to mail the goods, the packing, materials, labor. That's it. We make no profit. Because I know if my sister is better, I'm better. So we have to start doing things. If if everyone around you is strong, there's no way you can be weak. I learned that in being it's amazing, sick, Queen. That my village is so strong, I can't be. I can't even be sick. You know. Um, so, nevertheless, that's that's where we are, and I, I hope you guys can support. Now, I love it. We actually are right up against the breaks. When we come out of the break, I just want to continue to highlight what you're doing with this initiative uh, and, and even peel back again that synergy. I think what you just explained is the epitome of synergy, uh, basically doing this initiative, zero profits, two sheet prints it, to build up other women knowing the, the type of synergy that will come from it. And you're absolutely right. I'm familiar with a couple of those businesses, so glad to see that they are part of this initiative as well. Again, not surprised because that's who you are. We'll be right back with the CEO of She Princess, Shadon Reynolds, for this morning's discussion. Question, black women, how can we empower them? All I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. 
Welcome back to this morning's Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Discussion question, Black Women, How Can We Empower Them? Featuring our first hour special guest, Shadon Reynolds, CEO of She Princes, and she's telling us about this amazing, amazing grant, My Sister's Keeper. Uh, definitely follow her. Go to sheprinces.com and have an opportunity to support up to 13 different black-owned businesses and the shirts are beautiful as always. You, uh, that's obviously, like you say, that's what you do. That's what you do very well. Uh, you've expanded the business into so much more, um, but starting there. So you say, you know what? Let me. And, and I'm and I'm blown away. And I want people to, if you're just now tuning in, we're talking to again Shadon Reynolds, she Prince it, and the idea of your own denials led to this. Um, if I this is one thing that I I wanted to ask, and you may not know the answer, but for all of, in a sense, the money that was supposedly being given out during this time, the reality is about 60% of our businesses have not survived this pandemic. I'm just specifically African-American businesses in general, uh, you know, again, speaking speaking of business, if you will. Uh, but with that said, uh, do they even let you know any idea of what the issue was when you were going for the bigger grants just to get an idea just when I – and, again, I'm, go, I'm just asking that question because, again, I know – that frustration sparked you to reach out and help other queens. So I love the, the initiative, obviously, but did they even tell you what it was? No, most of them don't tell you anything. They just send you um, this letter saying they hope you still make it. And, you know, and, and I get it. I get that they just can't help everyone. But when you are just, I, I don't want us to get used to not being supported. And that's how we end up in this space of bootstrapping, right? This is how we end up with women starting businesses with no hands on deck and being solopreneurs so often for so long in their business. It's because we're just used to people not helping. So it, you almost get numb to it. And that's not, that's, that should not be the way. I refuse to allow that to be what we settle for because we have paved the way for everyone in every sense in every sense imaginable in America the black woman has been in the forefront of it to not to just be dramatic but when you think about just a Harriet Tubman story alone shows you all that black women will do we will go to the ends of earth and back. This is why a lot of times men complain that black women get the really good jobs, but we also get the really shitty pay with the really good job because everybody knows that we can do and will do it all for less. And that, to me, has to stop. I have a six-year-old daughter. I'm not going to allow her to grow into a space where she thinks that she has to do more for less. Our parents taught us that we had to work 10 times harder than white people to get equal to them. And so then imagine what that looks like for black women. So now how much harder do I have to work to prove that I'm equal to the black man is too much. And I will not, as long as there is breath within me, will I allow us to accept it. But what I also know is that if I want to prevent that from happening to the next generation, I have to start changing the current generation. We have to start doing something now, different now. 
because we That's teach strong, the Queen. next We actually generation. got one of the. Absolutely, we got one of the two seekers wanting to get in on the discussion. Area code six seven eight last three two four three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Kings. Jason, we want to call from Atlanta. Um, love this topic. I, I actually did a show on this topic a couple of weeks ago, um, and just got a couple things on that. One is take the rest, right? Be willing to to when someone says rest, not be in a space where I got to do it, I got to do it. Like allow and receive the help. Um, and the second piece when it goes to business, right? Um, one of the things I think part of us, for, for, from a collective, we fail because we don't have all the instructions, right? We're only given bits and pieces of the instructions, um, and specific to, like, the, the, the grants and the loans and different things that are going out, especially during COVID, we have not set ourselves up for, as a business entity correctly or don't seek the knowledge or, or haven't even been invited into the, to the rooms where they tell how to be able to be prepared for those things that are coming up. So, you know, go to those free SDA seminars. Um, every county in, in every state has a supplier diversity department. Um, and, you know, register yourself as a woman minority-owned business. Not only do you get points for being black, but you get additional points for being a woman-owned business, right? So those are the types of things. And as men, um, one of the things that, you know, Montoya, you say all the time, we need to build more families, right, because that's where that teamwork comes in. That's where that support comes in. Um, that's where that, that helpmate, and the helpmate is on both sides, right? Um, so I, I just think if we, if we start focusing on those families, we're able to support our women better uh, in ways that they, they need it, not in ways that we think that they need it, but ways in specific that they're saying, hey, I need more rest, I need more time, I need more X, Y, and Z, whatever that is. But it's hard to do that when you start off the conversation with, well, I have to take care of my kid by myself. You shouldn't have to take care of your kid by yourself because two people, it took two people to make that kid. So we need more families to help build these, build these communities for, for empowerment. Yeah, I think no, I love it. I think the lack of family structure in the community has led to a lot of this. And while I got you, Jason, I want to get your opinion, answer Don's opinion on this. And, and it just comes to mind because we see it all the time. I have uh, plenty of dynamic sisters who seem to have figured out being the quote unquote superwoman and not to beat that dead horse. But I want my butt is this at, that highlighting that actually pushes this culture. I believe I'm talking about, and and it's not that these sisters are not doing it. They are somehow single mothers, often not all, but but the ones that are specifically, they are single mothers that are out here not only doing it but often coaching others how to be successful like them. I get it. They should do it. But I don't. I think it's culturally hurting us without having enough families. Because I, in my mind, I'm gonna throw this out here, Jason, and I think you're kind of saying this, and maybe I might say it the wrong way. But as a, a African American man, uh, I think one of the best things we could do is marry our sister. 
to ensure it's not a bunch of that example. I don't know if it's the right thoughts, but any thoughts from you, Jason, before I let you go? And I definitely want to get your done thoughts on that because, again, I think that is part of the solution to empowering. And that alone ain't it, but I just think with us having not as many marriages as we need, I would say that's one ingredient. Go ahead, Jason. So, awesome. The, the question Don said, an amazing point, right? The minority makes a lot of noise. So if you see a, a, a small amount of women being successful, being that superwoman, and then that, that becomes the goal for the mass, you still create that cycle of needing help. So if you mm-hmm. put together, hey, we do this as a team and we support each other, then that may be the goal and everyone gets help versus you see three superwomen out there, oh, I can do this by my own, this, that, and the third, and that's the attempt. We will continue this negative cycle of lack of support, lack of lack of empowerment, lack of any of those things, because it's hard to support a super person, because those super people get energy off or thrive off, oh, I did it by myself. And majority of us can't do it by ourselves. So if that we, we can't continue that cycle, that narrative, yes, I applaud people who make it, but it's unrealistic to think that everyone can do it that way, or even the majority. I think Shadon's initiative, My Sister Keepers, is a good example of what you just suggested. Um, go ahead, Shadon, your thoughts on, you know, some of what myself and Jason have had to say. Yeah, I think, um, I think the reason why I, I speak up so strongly on this is because there is, I, I think we get caught up in these little pockets of things that we need, and not that they're not necessary, but we think that if we just add this component, that'll turn the light on. Um, and so, and one of those things for me is the conversation about marriage. And so the reason why I like to be in the forefront of these conversations about empowering black women and specifically black women in business is because I am married. I do have a very supportive husband. I mean, extremely supportive. There's so much of which I could not do without him being present. I am a certified woman-owned business. I am a business that is structured properly and have the proper paperwork as it relates to these grants and things like that. But at the end of the day, there is a disparity there. There is something that is missing that is an invisible link, I feel like. Um, when it comes to getting the support. And so if there is this unfair balance in power out there, because, again, the people who are reading my application is less likely to look like me in color and gender. So there's so much more to this. Yes, a husband will be helpful. It's important to have that balance. There should not be single mothers. There does take two people to have a children. So these fathers should be present and not necessarily present in the home. If they're not in the home, they still need to equally pay, play their role in the raising of that child to relieve that mother and their role financially. I agree with all of that. But I don't want us to start to create a narrative to say the reason why black women are struggling because most of them are single moms because that is not true. That is not true for me. That's not, a, that's not true for most of my sister friends, and I'm not saying that's what you're saying, 
but I just want to be careful in what we're putting out there because a lot of the conversation when we're talking about black women in business and the struggle, it goes in the fact that we have to wear so many hats, it jumps immediately to the single mom role. And we know statistically that may be a thing, but again, Montoya will tell you, I live in my world. And in my world, most of the women that I know are married with children or don't have children at all and are single. And that struggle is still there. So what do we do differently in our community? We work together. We stop putting these requirements because it does become almost, oh, you got a husband, you good, girl, you don't need this help. This woman over here needs more help than you. When I am of the belief that when you see people climbing up the ladder and they're getting close to the top, help push them over because that's more hands up there to pull you up. We have a natural nature to go straight to the bottom, to help the bottom. But if there's not enough people at the top to get them up there, that's the point. No, no, I respect that, Queen. I will tell you that that challenge is more to us as African-American men um, versus since a lot of us have been raised to see our moms do everything, that sometimes as we become older, we will leave you out there in the way that you're saying. So that challenge is more to us as African-American men because, yeah, those things that you're fighting about, fighting against as far as who's checking a, a grant, um, yeah, I, I do, as I, I think I've said to you before, I think that is a collective fight um, that, that we that we try to make and we don't always do it well together. Um, but that collective fight is someone that we have to fight together. And again, just so you know, again, that's a challenge. And no, I'm not, you know, definitely not saying cause somebody has a husband, they're good. I'm just saying that's a challenge to us as African-American men who have been raised to see our mothers doing everything quite often think that even people we date or meet can do everything. And that's just the unfair context that I think does grow through that cycle. That's that's all I'm saying about that. But thank you so much, Queen, for being on, if you will. Definitely give out your um, initiative again before you, I let you go. We're going to bring on our next guest, um, Letitia Springer. If you, I know you're um, fighting. Again, you're a part of the reason I was able to bring on Letitia. So if I can carry you over real quick, that would be great. So we need to go to a quick break. But go ahead. Yeah, sure. I would love to. Um, again, it's sheprinted.com. When you go to the Menu box, you'll see Sisters Keeper. Um, I would like to take a second, if I can, to just read off some of the businesses. There's uh, Waterless Medipedi and Nail Spot, AAAS Electrical Contracting uh, Corporation, Jules Queen, Bashay, Six Seeds Financial is a financial company, Woods Bartending, Diamond Enterprise, a PR company, Seed um, to Shirt, Kingdom Creations, Melra Designs, Shade Obsession Boutique, uh, Naughty Natural World, Loving Body, and Just Tam Wright. Um, all of these amazing women, you can support them individually. They're out campaigning within their communities to ask for support. But again, feel free to just support the campaign as a whole. We're dividing all these funds amongst all 13 women um, from the grant pool. 100% of that money is being divided amongst the 13 businesses. And our goal is to be able to get each of them $500. The grant closes at the end of September. I love this initiative. We'll be right back with our next hour guest, Letitia Springer, founder of Free 99 Fridge. This morning's discussion question, black women, how can we 
empower them is another cut from Square Business Entertainment. Some of you may remember a few weeks back we had Joe Blees telling his story of his release. He's hit 50,000 on the record release for Bet On Myself. Here's a cut from that album cut. Again, Square Business Entertainment, one of our sponsors. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Tell me you love me, tell me you're riding, tell me you need me, baby, when I be inside it. Tell me I'm special, I'm number one in your lineup. Tell me I'm more important than all your designers. Tell me I'm the reason you ain't nice no more. Tell me I'm the reason you don't fight no more. Tell me you ain't really about that life no more. Send me all them pictures when you all alone. Tell me how you're I just want somebody I can call my own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Girl, there's something about you that be thrilling me. I be catching feelings when you finna leave. Got that nigga wanna make a mini me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, you got me strong out on your love. No intervention, can't nobody tell me nothing. We should get secluded out of line. Tell me you love me. Tell me you're riding. Tell me you need me, baby, when I be inside it. Tell me I'm special, I'm number one in your lineup. Tell me I'm more important than all your designers. Tell me I'm the reason you ain't nice no more. Tell me I'm the reason you don't fight no more. Tell me you ain't... Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Again, Joe Blees. That on myself, 50,000 streams. Thank you for those that have supported that cut from Square Business Entertainment. Our sponsor this morning's discussion question, Black Women, How Can We Empower Them? Our second hour special guest is Letitia Springer. Thank you, Queen, for being on with us this morning. Um, you are actually a return guest as we've had you on in the past for conversation with smart people. Uh, but we have you here for a completely different initiative. Uh, if you will, but thank you, for, Queen, for coming back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. If you will, say hello to the truth seekers and give them a little bit of background and reference to this morning's discussion question. Hey, good morning, Montoya. Uh, Leticia here. Thank you all for listening, and thank you, Montoya, for having me on again. I appreciate it. Uh, I guess today we're here to talk about my new social project, uh, Free 99 Fridge. I basically decided that I wanted to do something about the food apartheid that's happening or has been happening in Atlanta. And so I'm placing community fridges, also known as solidarity fridges, uh, throughout Atlanta to provide fresh, free produce for all of our neighbors. Now, I love it. Again, this morning's discussion question, Black women, how can we empower them? We brought you My Sister's Keeper. Shadon Reynolds is still hanging on the line with us. Uh, thank you, Queen, for sticking with us. You are part of the reason I was able to find out about Free 99 Fridge, if you will. Um, this sounds like an, another amazing initiative. So for those out there listening, when we to answer that question, um, as I told people as I was promoting for this week, uh, if you're familiar with the platform, those know I love to vet and meet people who will have boots on the ground. Shadon Reynolds has boots on the ground. Leticia Springer, Free 99 Fridge is boots on the ground. This sounds like an amazing, amazing initiative. But Shadon, just to give 
Again, thank you for even putting me on that she had moved on to do this. And so I wanted to allow you to say hello to Letitia and just give um, some of your thoughts on why you want to see her supported in the manner that you do because you reached out to me to say, hey, can we get this queen some support? So, Shadon, again, thanks for staying on for a few more minutes with us. Oh, good morning, queen. Hey, my love. How are you? So, I, I am all the love. <laughs> awesome. I am just all kind of just grinning from ear to ear like a little schoolgirl right now. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely adore Elle. Like you can't be in her space and not adore her. Her energy is um, infectious in that way. Um, and it's so much of what we talked about earlier is just like surrounding yourself with a certain kind of people that, even when we don't have the ability to ask for help, that um, the the energy of your surroundings will be the help that you need. L has been that, like, for me, literally, even in this moment of me being sick. But when I saw what she was doing, I, I had that same desire to say, oh, my God, this queen is doing something amazing. How can I help her? without her asking for help. It's just like, hey, okay, here's what I can do. And every time I could think of something extra that I can do, I was calling her like, okay, I can do this, I can do that. Um, <laughs> and I just knew that the community, we need this. Again, we, we say that we want things, we ask for things, or we talk about what we don't have. But when people are here to bring it to us, yet again, black women, giving us what we're asking for, uh-huh. we have to be there to support it. We have to. We can't, we can't make excuses for it. And I know one of the biggest excuses, with all due love and respect, because excuse is strong, you know, I know it, you don't know what you don't know. But what I didn't want to be was someone to say, I didn't know, that's why I didn't help. So I was like, let me reach any and everybody that I can. I started dialing people in my phone. I went live on Facebook. I'm like, I she don't did. want anyone to say <laughs> that they didn't know that this amazing queen is out here literally, like, let me brag on her real quick because I don't know if she's going to tell y'all this. This is a lady with dual degrees, okay? Like, she's traveled the world. She's lived in Africa. She she has gifts and abilities that could easily render her a seven-figure earning, and she chooses to spend her time empowering her own. And so... How ridiculous of a person would I be if I didn't do all that I can to make sure that that initiative reached as many people as humanly possible? So that I, I'm just, I am just here playing my part, but she is the greatness behind this. No, I love it. And let, let me do. I <laughs> no, need Fadon to come everywhere with me to my opening. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and make this part easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say less, and she can just take over. <laughs> Thank you, Queen. No, Thank I you love it. That's true. Here, right? Here's That's the thing about you, Leticia. You know, and me knowing you, L, you are so about the action. So I actually know you almost mean that, that you would love for her to do this part. Because right now, you probably want to be painting a fridge, knowing you. Uh, but with that, said, I actually am out with that said, I'm in my car right now. <laughs> I am out. See, that, I'm not building. surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> So we just, I, just, I was just having a conversation about not being a superwoman, and here we get a superwoman on the line. Like, this is defeating our purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Things got to get done. But let done. me say this because, 
No, I, I respect it. I respect it. But, again, knowing that Shadon is fighting through her sickness, I want to get this thought out. And we're going to start here before we get fully into your initiative. Um, and, and this is kind of something that she said when she called. And it's just a good place to start because this is what we do on this platform. We have the hard conversations uh, in reference to our community. So, Shadon, when you reached out, you were like, look, let's get it out there. I say, no problem. We'll help get her out there. Uh, but one other thing that you expressed, um, Shadon, was the idea, and you kind of mentioned it briefly when you were saying, we say we want these things, right? But you said, hey, in getting the help, there's not a lot of people in from our part of our community that's helping with an initiative that's going to greatly help, as she said, she called it food apartheid or places with food insecurities. There are definitely, unfortunately, you know, she's at typical L, She's helping where she's planted, and so there are definitely issues with, unfortunately, a lot of people don't know this, but Atlanta is the number one, didn't used to be, but it has become the number one city in the country for income disparities. So no surprise for as much as we call it the black mecca, there is a reality that there are plenty of communities that are definitely deficient with food insecurities. And so should done. I want to start peeling that back. We'll let you go after this segment, but again, it's because you brought it to me. I wanted to get your thoughts before we went, you know, before we let you go, which is the idea of, you know, where are we at in helping this queen? Because she's getting help, but where are we at as a community? What are your thoughts on that? Because I definitely want to assist, and that's why we had her on this platform. Go ahead, Queen. No, that was for Shadon. Yeah, it was just I wanted to give her a thought because I want to let Shadon get some rest. So I ain't going to keep her on the whole segment with us. Yeah, I know she would troop through it. I know she would troop through this thing just because this, this is the problem. Shadon, get your rest now. Again, thank you for st- hanging over because, again, you are the reason I was able to get Letitia on. But if, with that said, um, Shadon, just your thoughts about what you said to me in reference to us being there to assist us, to assist Elle with this initiative when it's really for, in generally, any community with food insecurities, but in Atlanta specifically, that looks like us. Any thoughts on that, Shadon, before we let you go? I may have lost Shadon. I think she went to go get some rest, whether you tell her she could get now or not. No, 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 I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. I accidentally hit the mute button. Um, no, I okay, was saying whether yeah. you tell her So you were just talking like, away. didn't even know it. You was... I had a whole conversation with you. I stopped when you stopped, all that good stuff. Um, but nevertheless, you know, what I was saying is that um, for me, one of the things that really stood out, and, and I was grateful and heartbroken at the same time, was okay. to see constantly all of the volunteers that were coming out, very few male presence. When there were male presence, they didn't look like us. And the majority of her volunteers were not black. And when I say the majority, it's fair to say all. I mean, yeah, maybe two, including me. Yeah, um, me and you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, y'all are y'all and are the two, right? Y'all are the <laughs> no, two. No, we're exaggerating. We're exaggerating. We're we're exaggerating. I'm more. Two I know. I'm messing yeah, with. I'm messing with y'all. I'm messing with y'all. We're not. Go ahead. But yeah, no. Nah, go ahead. I'm messing with y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, that day was definitely just us. But in days prior to that, I think she had one other black person. I'm sure as as days have come along since we talked that particular day, Montoya, um, there's been others. But 
that moment, I was just heartbroken because we always say that we need this and we need that and we need these, or we get, you see us get angry when others come into our communities trying to tell us what to do. But then when we come in our communities creating something for us, we just, it feels like um, you're just sitting back and waiting for it to be handed out to you. But then on the flip side, you say you don't want handouts, right? So we got to get our story straight <laughs> as a community. Right. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you know, and then it was like we're doing this heavy lifting and all this stuff, and the, the men that did come out were not black. And so I immediately was just dialing every man in my phone, like, I'm trying to figure out who can babysit my kids so my husband can come. You know, El, there was a brother that came later that evening, um, but I was like, how do we get men out here? And why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? If you don't have money, that's fine. You have muscle. You have testosterone. Like, can you carve out some time? When can you carve out time? You don't have any time? The game is on? Like, what is the problem? And so I was just getting so frustrated. But Mm -hmm. for me, frustration creates action. It drives me to figure out an answer because I can't operate in a space where there's no solution. There's got to be a solution. So I was just digging through my phone trying to find a solution and an answer because I'm looking at this queen and the same problem that I have, Elle won't tell you that she's tired, but she's tired. She needs, she needs to rest. And she can't because if she stops, it stops. I don't, I don't know. But don't, I don't know if you want people to know this, Elle, but here I go. I'm telling. Um, you know, before this, can't stop her. Look. she – I know you can't stop me because you're too far away. You should have been over here. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm let, you, I'm let you blast it right through the break, just so you know, Queen. But I, the passion is oh, there, so oh, keep doing. Good, good, good. No, no, good. do what you do. Finish, finish it, finish oh, good, it. Because I want you to get good, some rest. Good. I want you to get I it know. all out, and then we gonna kick you right, off so you can get some rest. You know, go ahead address, and finish your so thought. I probably should be mindful of what I say, but um, you know, before this, my sister, she, she's like I said, she's always just doing everything. So she was protesting. She saw a need in her community. She's living in a, a, a neighborhood that don't have a bunch of us in there, so she wants to make sure that they know what our cause is. And they're out there, and, again, non-blacks are out there supporting and protesting, as they should in their communities to get the word out. But when she don't show up, they don't show up. Again, the, the vicious cycle of building as a black woman. With the black woman. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Wow. And so I, I, in my wow, mind, I'm thinking that she's tired. She needs to rest, but she doesn't feel the security to rest because if she's not out here making it happen, it won't happen. This is why I said earlier we need to give our sisters permission to rest. And you can only give us that by showing us that it won't all fall down when we mm-hmm. take a nap. And so I wanted to no, be a major. part of building that village around her that when she needs to take a nap, when she needs to rest, that she doesn't wake up with the nightmare that it, it all fell down. Mm-hmm. So, well said, Queen. Well said. Thank you for putting me on blast like that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was a great segue. Now you go get some rest. We're going to kick you off the broadcast, and we're going to ride this thing out with L. And uh, we got some callers out there. If you're trying to get in, please press 1. Uh, for any of the callers that have already pressed 1, if you want to get back in, we're a family show, so you can get back in on the show. You have to come off the 1 and back on the 1 to get back in the queue. For an online people, the number is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646 787 one six nine one. I'm gonna go to a quick break because again, I let you done blast through my break. I have to take care of my sponsors if I want me to stay on the air and highlight what y'all are doing out here, Queens. So I appreciate you done. You are wonderful. And when we come back from this quick break, we will get heavy into the free ninety nine fridge initiative by Letitia Springer. Thank you, Queen, for being with us. All I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com. 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com. Dot com. Call them at 404-465-4348. Welcome back to the Benta Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, Black Women, How Can We Empower Them? Our special guest for the second hour is Patricia Springer founder of the Free 99 Fridge, as you just heard, Shadon Reynolds break down how much this queen needs help, and I want to figure out how we can empower her as well with this amazing initiative. Um, but before we even go into more details about the initiative, um, what is your response to hearing Shadon basically plead with our community, uh, you know, how we can help and obviously what we would do for those out there listening. If, if you feel compelled, we would definitely let you know how to help. But um, just what's your response, Letitia, in hearing Shadun basically plead to our community to show up again, appreciate the allies, but a lot of this will go to help a lot of people who look like us. So how do you feel about her plea? Yeah, uh, she was very accurate, so I can't dispute any of it. She hit the nail on the head, uh, and I think a part of that is she she came out and helped, and so she saw with her own eyes the – things that I had been expressing and the frustration that I was sharing to her um, because to your point, we have a lot of allies and they have been amazing. I wouldn't have gotten this far if not for the allies. And I'm so appreciative of them. Um, But for me, I also am a little heartbroken because I would like to have more support from my community out here at any time. um, But especially in today's time, I think this is a time for us to come together not to be a part, support each other and things that we're doing, especially things that we're doing that help us and help others and help other people. So I think to be out here and not have my family with me, you know, um, is the part that's heartbreaking. And even on social media, to know that almost all the followers for the Free 99 Fridge on Instagram 
don't look like me. You know, they support me. They love me. They're loving this initiative. Again, the support has been amazing. I haven't had any issues with raising funds. When I say we're out of money, we need to make this happen, you know, the, the donation fairies just come out and cast out Venmo. They have been so supportive. When I need people to come out and paint or help me move fridges and, you know, there has not been a lacking, I'll say that. I'm, I've definitely gotten support, so I don't want to sound in any way like I'm on here talking about being ungrateful because I'm not. Uh, the universe has delivered, <laughs> and I have definitely been abundantly blessed. I would just really love to see my people out here with me. And if you're not with me, I would just like to see my people out out here, you know, just the support. No, absolutely. It would mean a lot to me from the community. No, absolutely. And that's why we brought it particularly to this platform, like you said, and you definitely are not being ungrateful because, again, as you just said, you don't necessarily have a reason to, but I understand the heartbreak because I would assume, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but I would assume even in you, again, this is who you are. I, I've, I've come to know this about you. You're definitely about action versus complaining. And so in coming up and creating this initiative, and you can give me the details if, you know, at this point if you like, uh, but what I wanted to ask was just even in coming up with the initiative, I would have to assume that you would have thought it would have been more of us. Again, it's not about the numbers as far as, you know, if it's more blacks or more whites, not to that degree, but just the idea that it would have just been more of us versus it being so few of us. I would assume, hey, I'm going yeah. to help these communities. So you thought naturally that would be the help. Here's one question that's coming to my mind, even in answering that, you can answer kind of that part and this part of it. It's just, um, as I told you, when Tredon told me about it, I personally felt like I hate I hadn't seen it. And so if you could kind of address maybe both of that or somebody who's thinking, well, I'm just not hearing about it, um, you know, express that thought as well as maybe someone who's saying I'm just not hearing about it. You know, could that have been part of the issue? Probably not, but I'm just throwing it out there for the person who's just now hearing that, who might be feeling or thinking that way. Go ahead, Queen. Of course. I mean, I just started this July 19th, so I'm just a little over a month old, air quotes, okay. but um, that could very much be true. But I think the thing that I've noticed is that it's spreading and um, being shared amongst non-black communities, I guess, because I'm not seeking out followers on Instagram. I'm not seeking out donations. I haven't sought out volunteers other than on my Instagram. So I, for me, I would question how have others been able to find the free 99 fridge, but not, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how the algorithm works. Maybe, maybe there's something to do with that. I don't know. But my point is the issue hasn't been uh, non-blacks finding the free 99 fridge. So I, I don't know. I can't speak to why or how, but it is a month old. So it's still new. It's very new. So there's a lot of people who haven't heard about it and, it's not very big yet. Again, it's just me trying to do something to fix a problem. So the fact is maybe people just haven't heard about it. That's very accurate. Um, but I guess what I will say is when I planned to do this project, for me it was about community. And so in that same breath, community is diverse. Community is not just black, is not just white. So I want the support for the free 99 fridge to reflect the community in Atlanta. So in no way am I saying I want only black people to be helping or only Latinas to be helping <laughs> right. or only black, right. you know, like this is Atlanta. Like we can act like, I know we call it black Mecca and whatever else, but 
Atlanta is diverse. And so it this is, project, absolutely. which is for the community, should be a reflection of the community. It should be a mix of all races, all people, all gender. You know, it shouldn't be one of anything. And right now it's re- looking real <laughs> uh, singular. And so I would like to see the project be supported by the community, which is uh, a mixture of genders and races. Um, and to Shardon's point, I definitely had a whole lot of frustration <laughs> last week, and she probably caught the brunt of that, um, because I'm like, where the fellow is at? I mean, even when I have had And that's what I wanted to speak out, to. There are dudes, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to I'm not even try to sugarcoat that for y'all. There have not been any men. Uh, hardly any men. I'll say hardly any. We have had some men, but this 99.9% female. And we work, too. So, fellas, I know y'all work. We're working, too. So we all have jobs, so we can't say the reason we haven't been sending money or helping move fridges or painting anything is because we have jobs. We all have jobs. We all have bills to pay. Uh, so I, we need to come up with some other reason. But it's And even if we look at my the followers on Instagram, it's 85% female. Why? I know there's more women in Atlanta than men. We all know the statistics, but there's more than three men in Atlanta. So I would love to have them come out and help us paint something, build something, move some fridges, stock some fridges, say, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I work four jobs. If you're working four jobs, that means you have a lot of money. I could use some money too. You know, the community needs, we're purchasing materials to build all these things. We're, you know, getting food, gas to, to pick up and deliver stuff. I mean, there's lots of ways to help. If you don't have time, money is always helpful. If you don't have money, you probably have time. So, I mean, there's lot, or even just yeah, we're gonna sharing, figure it out. sharing what's going on. No, you don't even have to leave your house. Now, you, like, if you can repost, that's helpful. No, absolutely. Sorry, we're going to go, go to a sorry. quick break, and we're going to – no, no, you're perfect. That's great. I, I want people to hear the passion and what you need. Again, I want to be the platform that – helps with the exposure and let people hear exactly what you need. Uh, we're going to do this quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into more details exactly what the Free 99 Fridge Initiative is because uh, I'm pretty sure that helps uh, just for people to really understand what it's about, make it make sense. And at that point, hopefully people get buy-in. And again, I, you know, offer my assistance as well, but hope that other people out there from our community will be willing to step up because I think this is an amazing initiative, but we'll tell people about it coming out of the break. You listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They see us always be. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. 
Welcome back to the Venture Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, Black women, how can we empower them? Our special guest, Letitia Springer, founder of Free Fridge 99, this amazing initiative, as you just heard her, her and Shadon in the previous quarter break, plead to our community in assisting with something that I think would be very helpful specifically to our community. Again, as you just mentioned, this is a, a a diverse opportunity to help anybody that's suffering from food insecurities. But, Letitia, if you will, let's get into some details to, to in a sense, the thought behind it, um, how it works so that people get to understand in the sense that, yes, we're saying help, these are things you can do, but what exactly are they supporting, if you will? Go ahead, Queen. So I'd like to first start out by saying this is not an original idea. I did not come up with community fridges, solidarity fridges. This was not my my uh, invention. This actually originated in Europe. They started popping up in 2012 in Germany and all over. Hey, and, hey, we're getting actually a, a bad connection now. Uh, I don't know if, if you make oh. – is yeah, like it's definitely a little tough to hear you. I know you're, yeah, I know you're driving, so it may be that. You know what? No, Let's I'm not do this driving. real I'm quick. Just sitting just... in my car. Okay, I thought. Okay, I thought you were driving. My bad. Okay, you're sitting in your car. Okay. No, I'm well, not you're coming driving. through clear I'm now. Sitting. I'm parked. I haven't moved. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. No, no. Yeah. You know, you uh, never know with these phones. But now you're coming through clear now. Yeah, I make you're people... right. Yeah, you were thinking. You were saying it was an original idea that was in. Uh, no. I think you said it started in Europe or something. That's the last thing we heard. Yes, I just like to tell people it's not an original idea. I did not come up with community fridges or sharing food. Um, community fridges started in Europe, Germany, 2012-ish. Uh, they've been in the U.S. We've got community fridges in New York, L.A., Nashville, Milwaukee, and there are community fridges already established in other places in the U.S. Uh, just have any I know of in Atlanta. And I know some people have been starting initiatives to try to bring community fridges to Atlanta, or maybe they already have, and I just don't know about them. Uh, but to my understanding, there were not any community fridges in Atlanta, and so I wanted to bring this initiative to Atlanta. And so that's when I decided to start Community Fridges because there aren't any here. So what a Community Fridge is, is that typically the fridges are donated, right? Everyone has an old fridge that it still works, but, you know, you're upgrading and getting a new fridge in your house and maybe you're remodeling your kitchen and you, you're getting a new fridge. Um, so all of the fridges that I have have been donated from people who give us a working fridge. And then I partner with a local business to say, hey, would you be a community fridge host, which means you allow us to put a fridge in front of or near your establishment to provide electricity. Literally, they are the plug. Uh, it costs about $150 a year to operate a refrigerator. So typically, the host, who is the business, pays for the electricity to run the community fridge, which is sitting outside of their business, to allow um, the community to access the fridge 24-7. And then the fridge is stocked with fresh fruits and produce, uh, pantry staple items, canned goods, things like that. Uh, these come from businesses, restaurants, farmers, people who just have excess food, because the whole idea of the main reason why community fridges exist and matter is because all over the world, but especially in America, we have a lot of excess and we waste a lot. And when it comes to food, we waste about 40% of our food every day. 
And so there's no reason why anybody should be without food. But in Atlanta and all over the U.S., we all know that there are people who are having to choose between their rent or mortgage and that shouldn't be a decision when we're throwing out thousands of tons of every day. And so the community bridge exists to kind of fill that gap to provide a place for the restaurants who have excess food or growers or people who have excess food. They can put it in the refrigerator and then people who need can come to the refrigerator and get things out. So the model is take what you need and leave what you don't, right? Like we're all in this together, which is why it's a solidarity fridge. If I'm growing tomatoes in my backyard and I only need, you know, 10 of the tomatoes and I still got 10 left, I can go put those extra tomatoes in the refrigerator at a community fridge instead of composting them or throwing them out and letting them rot. I'll give them to someone else who might need them to make dinner for their family. Wow. Uh, so it's really just kind of a filling the gap in the cycle, I guess is kind of where it exists. Uh, and a part of it as well is just redistributing resources. So that means food. Like maybe you're not a grower, you don't have extra food, but you've got a good job and you've got an extra or you can buy groceries for another buy for your house and then buy for a community fridge and fill it up and give people food. Uh, so it's just a redistribution of resources in the city is what we're trying to do uh, with community fridges. No, I love it. I think one of the callers is trying to get back in. Let me double check that real quick. Area code seven seven zero last three one seven four. Are you trying to get back in, or did I look and see that right? Just checking. Um, right, made, yes, this is. Okay, I was trying to get back in. Okay, absolutely. I thought I, I saw that correctly. If you will say your name and give give us where you're calling from again, if you will, for people that are tuning okay, in. Okay, I am Keisha Kennedy, um, also known under the pseudonym Austin Shropshire. I am in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was wondering. How could I help or how could I connect to um, assist in this project? I think it is a really, 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 really good thing to do. And um, I did start following on Instagram, and I have started sharing, but I would like to connect with her so we can um, get something together so I'm able to donate some funds. Thanks so much for that, we're losing connection again. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have you call back in. Sometimes that helps when this is happening. So just call right back in, and I'll keep the, um, I'll keep her on until we get you back on. So just call right back in if you will. Want me to call back in? No, 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 uh, Leticia. You, she, we're oh, having okay. a bad connection with her, so I'm just having her call back in so so she can give you that information. She should okay. be back on in a quick second. Yeah, it's just everybody's on our phones. I'm on the phone as well. A lot of people don't realize that with the show. So sometimes we get those bad connections. When she gets back in, we'll get her back on. I think she just did. Okay. Uh, here she is. Let's see if we get a better better connection so she can let you know how to get in contact with you. Uh, let's try this again. Letitia, I got you live. Go ahead, Queen. Let's see if we come through clear now. Great. All right. Am I sounding better? Yep, you're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You I never know say, with phones. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let me just not move. I'm not moving. Uh, thank you. That's clean. Appreciate it, And thank you for sharing and being a part of the movement. Uh, the best way to stay up with what's going on is to follow on social media. Um, there's also, if you're looking to come out to help paint, 
So yeah, we're having a bad connection with you again. It's going in and out pretty bad, Letitia. I have no clue. I know it's frustrating because you're not moving and you were sounding great earlier. Um, but let me just double check. Um, yeah, you're definitely going in and out, so we were missing. I think what we did catch was the best way to follow was Instagram, but when you were telling how they could um, help daily, it was going in and out pretty bad. So let's give it a shot again. If somebody wants to volunteer, now? let's try. Yes. Montoya, can you hear me now? Yes. Yep, you're coming through clear okay. now. Yes, you are. Great. Okay, awesome. I don't know if I should talk slow. I'm nervous to even move my face. Um, no, I feel so you. I, I feel was... you. It's frustrating, so sorry about that. No, I was just saying uh, thank you. Instagram is the best way. On the Instagram profile, there is a link to a volunteer form if you're interested in coming out to help actually build fridges and put them, the volunteer Mm -hmm. form is the best way to keep up to date with what is happening and what the needs are for volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also cash app and Venmo, which is also on the Instagram profile at free 99 fridge on Instagram, the cash Mm -hmm. app and the Venmo are the best ways right now to make donations. um, If you're feeling inclined to give financially, we appreciate that as well. Uh, I'm working on the website, free99fridge.com. It is not up yet, but it will be up next month, so you'll be able to get information there as well. But right now, Instagram, at free99fridge, is the best way to know what's happening in the fridges, sign the volunteer form, and make a financial donation. Okay, and what in regards to, like, let's just say it's last minute. My husband actually um, does painting, so, like, he's on the job now, so he's constantly working. But let's just say he has a day where he can may donate, let's just say, four or five hours towards painting. And it's not something that I, I can say he can do this on this particular day. How does that necessarily work? Mm. I'm not sure how that would necessarily work right now Uh, because the way we're having to do our schedules now is, well, one, depending on the weather, uh, but Mm -hmm. also depending on resources. Um, So it's not so much in my control. But what I would suggest is if if he has time, he can always just DM me or email me or, you know, either way, DM or email me to say, hey, I've got two hours on Tuesday. Is there anything you need me to do? So even if I don't have a group volunteer event happening, I might need help somewhere that I could just use one person, you know, if that's his lane. He doesn't need four people probably to help him. And I can just say, Yeah, hey, no, he's he's yeah, okay. he's a a painter yeah. by trade and that's fine. Yeah, if he would DM me or email me and let me know he's got some time, I would certainly be able to find something for him to do. We're working on installing eight fridges right now. So even if I don't have a date lined up for a volunteer event, if he messaged me and had time, I'm sure I could find something that he could definitely help me with. Was that clear? I think she. I think Uh-oh. her phone's going out now. Yeah, because yeah. I. Oh, okay, it was not me. I was like, I didn't really hear. <laughs> yeah, now you're good this time. Now you're good. Oh, okay, good. Um, the okay, email I address. Hope, oh, it's uh, okay. Free um, yep. Go ahead. Okay. 399fridge at gmail.com. Okay, it's thank also you so on much. the Instagram. If you click email on the Instagram profile, it goes straight to the email. But it is free99fridge at gmail.com. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. This is what we want to do with this show is be a community show. And so, hey, here's a direct connect. 
Um, somebody loved the initiative. This is perfect. This is exactly why we're doing this. For the other callers out there, you do have to press one to let us know that you want to speak. We are up against another quick break. When we come back, we'll continue this morning's discussion with Letitia Springer for the free 99 fridge. This morning's discussion question to say, black women, how can we empower them? Here's a great opportunity to support an initiative and support this queen who is bringing this idea, as she said. So it's moving in other, other cities, but here's a chance for us to help in a city that suffers greatly from food insecurity. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you have a business or a service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me again. My number directly is 404-604-9477, or you can follow us on Facebook at Mental Dialogue and DM me there, as well as Igor Dialogue and DM me there as well. Right now we are here figuring out how can we empower our queens as our special guest, Tisha Springer, with the founder of Free 99 Fridge. Again, this is an amazing initiative. Um, I hadn't heard of this, but it makes so much sense. Um, if you will, Tisha, uh, in even coming up with, again, bringing this, this idea specifically to Atlanta, as you said, at a, at a time like this, uh, what, what, what have you seen or what about Atlanta specifically made you say this is needed in Atlanta specifically? What have you seen personally uh, you know, that kind of led to you pushing to bring this here? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing, Shadon spoke to the fact that I was out protesting. Um, and I guess I really decided that me standing on a corner being called a nigger every day wasn't doing anything for my community. And so I decided to stop protesting and went home to think about how can I use my energy and my efforts and my good intentions to actually benefit my community that's really hurting at this time. Like, what can I do for others? And the community fridge, I'd seen it months before, and I just, I thought, oh, that's a really cool idea. You know, that be, might be fun. And I just set, set it aside. And then I came back to it in this time of thinking, what can I do? How can I serve the community? And I've been volunteering. You know, when I am in the city, there's a few organizations that I have worked with in the past 
that work with um, just the disparities, financial and food insecurities and all of that. Uh, so I know, I knew already that the need was here. The need is everywhere, but I right. feel like it's it's greater. I don't want to say it's greater because <laughs> it doesn't matter who has more need, but we definitely have a lot of need in Atlanta. I won't say we have more than other cities or none of that, but we have plenty of need. Well, well, like, with, but I'm not, but I'm not, not playing with the idea. No, I think it's absolutely fair. I mean, again, it's not even something to be highlighted, but being the number one city for income disparities is a big, mm-hmm. is a need. Like you, I understand exactly what you're saying. Somebody hungry being hungry in a small town or a big city, they're both hungry. So I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but the opportunity where a massive city has a chance to, like where I'm from in a small town, uh, you know, I'm not, this might be a good idea, but you have, like you said, additional resources. The redistributing of resources is quite capable to fill the gap in a city who, in, who obviously needs it being the number one city for income disparity. Again, not making it greater, yeah. but there is a bigger need based on the number of people who are in need. That's probably the best right. way to put that. Go ahead, Queen. Right. I just thought it just made sense for Atlanta. It was basically a no-brainer um, that this mm-hmm. was a need and how to do that. I had no idea. I mean, I still have no idea. <laughs> I'm just figuring it out as I like, go. You're making it up as you go, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, sure. like, okay, you, yeah, I'm not going to go out and get called nigger another day, but I'm going to figure out how to bring these solidarity yeah. refrigerators. I have no idea how to do it, but before it's said and done, there will be at least one. But as you said, you've moved on to get nine possible loca- locations, I think yeah. is what I heard you say. Uh, so that's yeah. huge. And I, and I love how, like you said, I wanted to do more than protest, which, again, not knocking protesters, but for no. you, again, you decided, hey, here's my boots on the ground initiative, and I'm actually tripping. But again, I know you well enough to know you not knowing how to do it would never be what stops you. <laughs> that's just not yeah. who you are. <laughs> so, so that's right. just a credit Thank to who you. you are. You know what I mean? So, I, I so for anybody out there listening, I know her well enough know know her well enough to know that she was absolutely clueless on how to do it before she Absolutely clueless. Like she didn't do this. Community because, fridge. Yeah, what? she didn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she didn't do this because she's seen it in another city or she had been part of seeing somebody else do it. I know enough about her to know that she researched it thoroughly. And as you, as we just said, you're making it up as we go. I love it. I appreciate it. If anybody out there, for the other caller that's on the line, if you're trying to get in, you do have to press 1 just to let you know. You do have to press 1 to let us know that you're trying to get in on this morning's discussion. If you're online and want to get on a discussion, you have to call 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. And press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Oh, man, this is amazing that you're, that you're doing this. It's not rocket science either. It's really not. You don't have to be brilliant or a right. genius. It's just a matter of managing the logistics. To make it happen, you know, picking up the fridges, finding a location, finding food, promoting it, you know, so it's just a lot of work, but you don't have to be a genius, and I've had people telling me, oh, you should put one in my neighborhood, there's a lot of need there, and I say, you should put one in your community, because there's a lot of need there, you don't need me, anybody can do a community fridge, and I think they should, if you're in a neighborhood that you feel like this would be an awesome idea for your neighbors or for your community, you should do a community fridge. There's so much need. This is not a competition in any way. 
I'm happy to help. If people want to ask questions of what I have learned thus far or if I can help in any way, we need more fridges in Atlanta. I'm calling this the Atlanta Community Fridge Takeover. Like, I want to see fridges everywhere, and I'm not going to be able to do all of them. But if you're in a place where you think there should be a community fridge, you should definitely put one there. We need more fridges. Let's talk about Absolutely. Let's talk about this other aspect that we don't have a lot of time with you and we can definitely get into more details, but even the aspect of uh, being able to put them up in businesses, um, some of that aspect, and even, you know, just something that we mentioned, and this is the platform to have this discussion, so we're going to bring it up, but even in approaching um, some of the black-owned businesses is what you ran into, and I know you were super highlighted about, uh, I think it's Hodgepodge Coffee House, if I'm saying it correctly, but again, yes. you can bring that to the table. Um, but let's dialogue about that before we let you go. Again, we, um, like Shadon said, we say we need these things, but sometimes, you know, actually getting it done becomes a different thing or we're frustrated with, you know, others coming in our community for, as I, I love how Shadon put it, we don't like them controlling us, but then when it's time for help, sometimes there's issues with us helping ourselves, if you will. And, again, it's not to point the finger, but it is to point out, so what does it take to help ourselves, if you will? So if you could just even talk about mm-hmm. the, the original dialogues with some of the businesses and highlight, you know, hodgepodge, of course, if I'm saying that correctly. Go ahead. Queen. Yeah. I actually, the thing that was the catalyst for me actually doing this, when I thought of it as the idea, is that I had a friend who was robbed and um, during the pandemic and everything. It just highlighted that there's so, such a great need here. And she lives in an area that these things just don't happen, but they were robbed. And um, so that just shows how much need is here and how desperate people are right now. And so that's when I decided, okay, we got to do something. The government's not coming to save us. Like no one's coming. So we have to do it for ourselves. And so this is all sales with partnering with businesses to be a host for the fridge, as well as partnering with farmers and businesses to provide their excess food. It's just reaching out to people to ask, can you help? Hey, here's what we're doing. Do you want to be a part of it? And I've been reaching out to all types of businesses, obviously, but the thing I've run across with black businesses is that rather than viewing this as an opportunity to help the community and to help themselves, because from a marketing perspective, this is going to be, this would be great for them, but it's viewed as competition, Um, taking sales away from their business or, or a hindrance, and I'll tell you, like, we're building fridge shelters or fridges that have pantry areas, artist murals on. This is in no way, like, trash on the front of a business's curb. Like, this is an access, or excuse me, an asset to the business. It's not, it doesn't look like junk in front of their their business. Um, So we're adding value by having the community fridges in front of these establishments. But some of the black businesses have told me that, you know, they don't want any parts of it, basically, like, it's competition and or it it'll get stolen, which it might, but that'll happen in any neighborhood, so or it could happen in any neighborhood. Whereas when I'm approaching black or excuse me, non black businesses, they get it right away. They understand what it could do for their business, they understand what it could do for the community and they're all about it. Just they're basically like say less. And in the black businesses I'm having to like beg people to understand and or do a little research to see that community fridges exist in other places and are successful, like to see where else is happening. Um, but I'm not having to do that in the other places. And the other difference is with non-black businesses that I've, that I've come across 
they also don't have the power to tell me I can do it at their location. They can't tell me if it's okay to put a fridge there or not. They don't have the authority. Either they don't own it or they don't have enough pull. I don't know what it is, but they're not the, the decision maker. And so I've been challenged in that way, but I'm very excited to be collaborating with HodgePodge Coffee House in Ormwood Park. Uh, we're opening up there. That'll be coming in a couple weeks. Black female owned. And I play with HodgePodge uh, on Moreland. You should definitely go out there and visit them, say hello, stop by and support the business because uh, this queen is all about she, I didn't have to explain. She just knew she wanted a community fridge, and two days later she's got a fridge, and we're going out to paint it. So uh, we're making moves in the city, and I would love to have more of our people supporting these moves. It's a community fridge takeover. How can we empower them? This is an amazing initiative in a city that we all know, no matter where you personally live, it's pretty obvious in this city, um, myself being moved from a small town, uh, coming to this city, and I'll give just this, this quick example of how much this hits home in Atlanta. But me being from a small town, different places that I lived prior to coming to Atlanta, I was quite often the person who would um, having, a, a, in a sense, a heart for those who are, in a sense, I'll just, and this is not all who needs help, right? But those, like for example, who suffer from home, homelessness. And so when I would live in other cities, I would quite often. You know, if they asked for some money, I would give them money and things of that nature. But what I found when I moved here, the tissue was it was so many people asking. And plus, I also assisted just to highlight this queen, uh, Blankets of Love, which is another organization that, that specifically helps with the homeless. So I would go out and help with them. And their rule was only food, no money. And I came to understand why, because the need was so dire that I had to kind of remove myself from that. So again, this hits home specifically in Atlanta. We got a minute and a half. You've been wonderful. So at this point, I want you to do a community fridge takeover PSA and let people know how to follow you, how to get, be a volunteer in this last minute and a half. It is yours. And hopefully we are empowering our Queens with this initiative. Thank you for being on Queen. You've been wonderful. Thank you for having me, Montoya. I guess I'll end by saying that this is not charity. This is mutual aid. If you're not familiar with mutual aid, please Google it. We are not handing out, this is not about handouts. This is people helping people. Nobody's coming to save us, so we must save ourselves. If you're interested in being involved in the Atlanta Community Fridge Takeover, please follow us on Instagram, at free99fridge on Instagram. Follow, like, share. We'd appreciate it. Venmo and Cash App information is on the Instagram profile as well as the volunteer form for how you can come out and get involved and help us get these community fridges up and running in our city. Thank you. Now that's perfect. So we got that on the live broadcast. I think the queen wanted to ask you one more question. So I'm going to let her ask you, this is the after for the, the actual, um, the podcast. So we're off the air live, but I want to let her ask you why I still got you. Um, oh, sure. Queen, once I, I think you wanted to get, I think you wanted to ask one more question because it looked like you popped back in. I wanted to make sure you got your question answered before we got off. Yes, I, my question is, what initially made you want to um, do this specific area of health? Uh, I think it's because for a long time I've been working in uh, impoverished neighborhoods and feeding the homeless. I've always had a heart for 
people and serving the community. And for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's my grandma, but it's always centered around food and giving to others. And this was a way for me to give to more people without having to be in one place at one time. I feel like you're limited when you're, you know, working at soup kitchens or handing out sandwiches. You're limited by only being in that one place to hand to those people. But if I have 20, you know, a whole network of community fridges, 20, 30 fridges throughout Atlanta, and I just got to keep filling those fridges up, I'm able to help way more people, and I can scale it greater than I can if I go out and pass out sandwiches, you know? So I just yeah. felt like this is a way for me to really scale, to really help um, at a level that that's a need. To kind of, maybe I won't match the need, <laughs> because there's so much need, I might not ever be able to, to fix all of it, but... Mm-hmm. If I can get close to meeting the need with the resources, I think this is a more realistic way for me to be able to do that because I'm only one person. <laughs> but oh, if okay. I can have a, a network of friends, I can definitely help more people. Great, great, great. Thank you for asking. All right, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And they'll hear that on the podcast. Like I said, we're off the live air approach, but the podcast will catch this. So now, thank you, Queen, for your questions. Thank you for, yeah, and I absolutely thank you for uh, getting in on this initiative because that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that she's being supported. Free 99 Fridge, I will definitely be putting in my efforts uh, to to assist you along the way because, as you said, as you put up more fridges, this will be an ongoing effort to always fill Mm -hmm. the gap. So I love it. Appreciate you so much for doing this, and we will be in contact. Thank you so much, Queen. Thank you. Thanks, Montoya. Have a great day. All right, bye-bye. All right, you too.